today's episode which is financial interest managing the moolah part two after 25 years mm. of trying to record this episode mm-hmm. we have finally managed to catch this man and have a quick interview with him interview yes of sorts discussion whatever you call it will this man like to introduce himself oh i should introduce myself yes please my do. name is alex Asid. AKA my favorite uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and and um I work in investments for Standard Bank and I also like gardening. My wife is Irene. <laughs> you really important. My Irene is not Yana to be is my daughter. So that's who I am. Are you shy? You sound a little shy. I'm not a bit shy. Right. I'm just warming up into the right, right, conversation. Right, right. Okay. All right, guys. So as we promised, we brought finance part two, and let's get right into it. All right, guys. So in the first episode of finance, we spoke about our personal struggles with finances, how we are struggling as youth. <laughs> so today we have somebody to actually teach us how to be smart with our money, how to invest, how to use our money in a way that pleases God, not just use your money anyhow but in a way that pleases God because we are children of God and so everything we do has to please Him. And so, do you have a first question? Do you have a question that you want to ask? What comes to your mind immediately if like a bunch of young Christians ask you about tips, money, good from a Christian perspective, all of that stuff? A number of things come to mind. Maybe like 10 things. Mm. 10 a number of things he said as though it was well, but so before you even get into that i like i personally would like to know how you got into investments and investment banking and all of that right that's a longish story but i wanted to be an engineer or a doctor when i was younger maybe like 17 18 and then i had the privilege of traveling for a year to denmark in Scandinavia and it's a really nice country small but very well organized very wealthy so by day two day three in Denmark I started wondering Copenhagen I was in the capital I started wondering and I'm fiercely nationalistic so I started wondering and asking myself why they were so wealthy and why we were so poor along that line I started getting interested in economics mm. so I switched from science to economics at the university. You used to do science? Yes, I, I, was, a science, I, I was doing science at, as an O-level at least. At the time we had O and A-level. Mm-hmm. So I switched to economics. And then when I was done with economics, I still didn't think I had the answers, but I also knew that to get a good job and get more answers, I needed to do my master's. And at that point in 98 thereabouts, the rave then in economics was either investments or development economics, I think wanted to do development economics but everybody was talking about financial economics and investments etc and so that's what I got into and I got stuck but I don't have any regrets so mm-hmm. that's how I got into investments you enjoy it yes mm-hmm. I do I do it's it's good to be financially literate and it's good to be able to use 
the literacy skills to to generate wealth and at least in one's own small way change spaces for the greater good so in that score that's how I like it would you say that um, I mean obviously this is all very general but if you had if you we're considering the use today. Would you say, on the average, your pers- from your perspective, that we are financially literate? So that's where our head is at when it comes to <coughs> finances. What's your perspective? Well, I, I wouldn't say so, but that is not an indictment on the youth. I don't think that I could have said then, when I was your age, that we're also financially literate. So that's that's by no means not an, an indictment on you guys. What I will say, though, is that there seems to be more of a, an inclination to, to be fixated on things that are almost irrelevant in creating mm-hmm. wealth. Than, and I think my generation, maybe we were there, but not quite as there as your generation is. When you say irrelevant, what do you mean? Like, example. Like the latest iPhone. <laughs> like the latest phone. I mean, yeah. those things that one. So you, your generation seems to be more fixated on wants mm. than needs. Right. So these days, when I, I mean, I mean, part of it is, I guess, the society is evolving. But these days, because the kids have left home, these days sometimes Irene and I, when we're bored, we watch YouTube videos of the latest weddings, and we just got smart. These days, weddings, our time, I, me- I remember our wedding for the reception. It was just Irene and I that walked in. And then, I mean, people were there, our friends were there. These days, you see, like, the a couple with. Like, yeah, yeah. People. And they're all wearing identical stuff. And you're wondering, oh, they should have paid. They must have paid an arm and a leg for this. And then the decor and stuff like that. Somebody had an engagement. Somebody close to me had an engagement. Not a relative, but a good friend. And I know they're young, and I know they are not that. I mean, at that age, you normally don't expect people to be to to have that much of weight in terms of the finances. But hey, the guy came with a Mercedes with his friends, and I'm thinking, where did he get this from? And there's there's just a sense that your generation seems more inclined to impress. To, to impress. That's the right word than ours was. And and when you are more inclined to impress, your financial outcomes are more inclined to be more negative than, than right. positive. So do you think that translates into us, um, us being short-sighted as a generation when it comes to finance? In terms of, do you get the sense that we don't think ahead when it comes to money? You know, if you are thinking about making money now and looking like the big boy now, do you get the sense that we also consider how can I um, create wealth for tomorrow? How can I... Do you get that sense? It's interesting. I actually get that sense that, yes, you have more short-termist in your, in your thinking about wealth. After all, there's the Instagram generation. Instant. Everything has to be immediate. But I do not get the sense that you are not thinking about tomorrow. You're also thinking about tomorrow, but in a different way. Yeah. When we thought about tomorrow, we're looking at the processes, the steps that would lead to wealth. 
Mm-hmm. Your generation tends to think about the shortcuts that lead to wealth, mm-hmm. and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you are not fully to blame because I think you are learning, you are picking the wrong lessons from those who've gone before you. So you are thinking more about corrupt practices. Sakawa started with your generation, not with ours. You're thinking about those little, little, well, not those big calls that tend to make people, tend to shape the wrong behaviors that lead to wealth. And that's, that's dangerous. And I think that's why there's much more corruption now than there used to be in our time. There was a lot then, but I think now the entire country has a cancer of doing the wrong thing financially. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why. Yeah. I think, I think, like you said it some time ago that this generation is more like a micro generation like we like yes like instant gratification instant i also think that we've gotten to the point where it's like we've gotten very relaxed because we we use the term give give yourself some grace and so some people with the give yourself some grace like it doesn't matter if by 26 you don't understand really i don't get that sense i feel like no, I, our generation is more i'm trying to make that money no, and no, no. That but money. you know there is also the aspect of people saying that you know give yourself some grace yeah by 26 you haven't figured everything out so yeah you're free so like now some people are relaxed because like I'm not about to kill myself with all this pressure and all of these things. So people are relaxed in the way that they think that, oh, you know, I would not be, I would not have this amount of money by 30. As Instagram people show us that by 30, they are driving the latest car, they are using the latest whatever. Mm. So people are giving themselves grace. And giving themselves grace, they are not allowing themselves to, like, pick up on certain things and learn certain things about like what will actually get them to where they want to be so in the there is an aspect of people who are like you know doing the shortcuts and doing all these things because they can't also come and kill themselves and there's people who are very relaxed because they also can't come and kill themselves but do you think there's the environment for us to learn about like do you think financial literacy is something that don't forget the point you were about to make you said you had like 10 things where still don't forget but do you think that there's the environment, there's a conducive enough environment for us to be financially literate? It seems to me like nobody's really talking about the, yeah, they just tell us the, the healthy ways really to make tell money. Us the process. I don't, do you think that... I don't think... And again, I don't think there is less of it now, that drive towards creating financial literacy. I don't think there's less of it now than there was then. No. Mm. I actually think your generation is a bit more aware. Mm of the need to be financially literate. Like I said, it's only that you're picking the wrong lessons. Instead of making a concerted effort to identify people or fora that will help you to to find the right steps to take, you are t- a lot of you are taking shortcuts. So that's the difference. But it's not worse. The drive towards learning about finance is not less now than it was then. If, if anything at all, I think it's actually more. Mm. But then again, in terms of absolute numbers, you're many more than we were then. Mm-hmm. And so if you're many more, there'll be many more who want to learn, but there'll also be many more who want to take the shortcuts. And because it's bad news that tends to travel, we tend to hear the bad news a bit more than the. I think that's what it is. Okay, so, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> that was a big interruption. <laughs> Alright, so you were saying... The first thing is, again, when I was your age, I used to think it might be in quotes worldly and this is speaking from a christian perspective to 
to make money. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel guilty any time I got a bit of money or something new and I felt people around me didn't have it. But over time, my mindset has changed. And so I think the first thing I want to note is that money is actually talked about about 2,000 times, mentioned about 2,000 times in the Bible. I think it's mentioned even more than, probably more than love is. Really? Yes. I stand to be corrected, but it's mentioned a lot of times. And so it just shows you that money in itself is important. important, Of course, as a tool for for creating wealth and as as a tool for blessing others. And so being wealthy is not a wrong thing. We shouldn't think that being wealthy is wrong. It is a good thing. But the point is what you do with the, with the wealth. And that's where we tend to go off the rails. We need to be wealthy. Remember the parable of the talents? Mm-hmm. The guy who didn't do anything with the money, his master was not happy with him. Those who multiplied the money, the master was, the master, the master was, was happy. So it's biblical to create wealth. But then... What do we do with the wealth? We need to bless others with the wealth. I mean, if you have 10 CDs and you can help one person, if you have 100 CDs, you can help 10 people. Mm. So that's the context. So the first thing I want to notice is that it is okay to be wealthy. It's not wrong. But then the other thing is, if it's okay to be wealthy, what are the, what is the, what are the pathways to creating that wealth? And the first point is to have a plan. Have a plan. Yes, have a plan. When you called me that you wanted to leave, I was enjoyable. So I, I had a plan for getting here. So I, I just called up Google Maps so that it would give me the I quickest way yes, to get here. I could so tell from how you pulled up that you really yes, stepped on it. Stepped on it. <laughs> so, um, so, I had a, so it gave me a plan. And you can't create wealth without having a vision and a plan as to how to get there. Without that, you might run into problems. So all of us, especially the young, even me, I'll be going on retirement in 10 years, but I still need to stick to my plan. Otherwise, by the time I get on retirement, I might not have anything to to, oh yes, to fall back on. So you need to have a plan. You need to have a vision as to where you're going. That's the mm-hmm. first thing. Second thing is that you need to have a budget. So the plan is a long-term goal. The budget is the short-term annual roadmap. That, that is, there are those little steps within the plan that take you where you want to get to. And we tend to underestimate the usefulness of budgets. But there's nothing that focuses your mind more on your earning and your spending than a budget does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a basic tool that is deeply useful got a friend who was set up her own company young girl you know her and she was complaining to me that she's getting a, she's making a lot of money but she doesn't know where the money is going mm-hmm. so i just asked her to list what was coming in and what was going out and she quickly realized that she was spending on things that she didn't really need to spend on etc etc mm-hmm. so the budget focuses your mind it tells you that if you're earning x amount and you're spending x plus one Obviously, you need to cut that one out so that the budget balances. Or or you need to add X plus one to your revenue. So the budget focuses your mind and it is deeply important. Everybody has to do that. Hmm. The budget puts on paper what you have or what you 
and what you're spending, and then it helps you to know where to cut and where to grow. So that's the second thing. Then the third thing is to prioritize your spending. And especially for your generation, that is hmm. that is important. And let me ask you, Aduma, hmm. what do you think is the most important spending item for you? Most important. The most important. You have a budget, you know the things you're supposed to spend on. Which one is top of the list? <laughs> I hate that food keeps coming to mind. Food. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Let me be clear on the question. Are you saying what do I spend the most on? Or what do What's I think the is the most, most important, important to spend my money list? on? I think saving, to be honest with you. I'm very big on... I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So you two, what's the most important? Um, I think for me... Like I, I don't. <laughs> Nana is coming to me. She doesn't even get the money. So, so what did she spend? <laughs> no, but like I think that the first thing I do when I get money is to save it. Like I will save a portion of it, and then the the rest, if like if I have to sew something else, so if I have to like do something, I will do it. But like now I've been able to separate the things that I want versus the things that I need. So for you, saving is most yes. important as well. Well, I think it's from a place of fear, really. I think what motivates me to save so much is like my desire to be financially independent within the shortest time possible. So when I think about that, I just like put all the money away. <laughs> well, so good answer. Good answers. I mean, but you've both said the same thing, savings. And maybe my... I don't fully agree with you, but I have a feeling you've already incorporated that into your answer. The greatest wealth create. It's not saving. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. I give it time. I didn't know that. It's It's giving. 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 It's beyond that so giving i'm not saying tithing or anything you can make it tithing but giving should be deliberate mm. giving should be consistent really? i mean yes i was chatting with some people today and i was giving this example you see that that plant that we have outside it's called the spanish moss mm-hmm. it's like a beard the old mm-hmm. man's beard yeah. see that it's in the garden right it's a bit expensive and now we have a lot of it in the house but i realized that the more when people come and they like it i tear up some of it and give out i realized that the more i tear and give out the more it multiplies yes so i've stopped buying it's just there it's just there and it just keeps on growing and maybe it's a small example but there's no investment tactic that yields dividends as high as giving does and giving gives dividends that are not just quantifiable i mean in terms of the figures it's it also gives a lot of gratification if you invested in a child you know the child has become somebody of note in society you help clear somebody's health bill you help do that and that it's nothing greater than that and <laughs> there's this thing too about 
I think it's in Corinthians. It says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, right? And each of you, and, who, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And so as for giving, even if you get a hundred seeds, there should be a portion put aside for tithing, stroke, giving. You will never, ever regret it. Wow, I'm actually going to try this, guys, and I'll keep you posted. I'm sure you've been trying, just I didn't. I mean, try. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But maybe you'll be more deliberate, deliberate about, about it. About I try to make that the first thing before I do other things. After tithing, or including. I, I include that, yes. Right. Wow. Okay. So giving, don't joke with it. Alright. So if you see Adama put up like a Q and A that we need money, please know that it's from No, t- no, to be honest with you, I am generally inclined to always give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've just never thought about it like that. To, and when it comes to giving, one aspect that on the street eh, before I used to be very, you know, but now I'm a lot more, you know, now I, I realize that I'm always thinking about hmm, who's coming me and who's not. Like, are they, do they actually need mm. the money, you know? You and know I realize like, that since then I've been very, I don't give out as well. I, I, when it comes to like maybe helping someone I know who needs to clear this bill, if I have the money, I'll do it. Or like, you know, but like on streets, I'm not as, you know, intentional about doing that. Mm. So I guess maybe, yeah, I have been giving, but I've never thought about it. Like it doesn't just need to be on the street because, like you say, especially in Ghana, where every other yeah, person is trying to scam. Yeah, how do you know who to give to? I don't know. I mean, let us yes, ask for discernment, apply common sense. But I like to err on the side of caution. Mm. Even if I feel you might be lying, you come and tell me your mother is ill or your child is ill. I would rather be scammed mm. than get to know that your child was really ill and I didn't do anything about it. It's between me and God. I'm giving you the money. I don't mean I don't mean that you should just go out and then just drop. Yeah, because there's and there's like at least ten people between yeah. work and home. Yeah. Will you give everybody when money? When I say giving, day? I don't I don't mean giving to people on the street. There are there are look there are, there are scores of avenues. Let me give you an example. These days, when I'm buying from hawkers on the street, if the guy is saying ten CDs, I no longer haggle with him. Mm. I'll probably give him 20 or 30 CDs and let him keep it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that heartfelt God bless you goes farther than mm-hmm. anything else. Because you can see them hustling in the mm-hmm. sun. You're in your air-conditioned car. Mm-hmm. Hustling. They're probably going to earn 20, 15 CDs the whole day. Mm-hmm. That's what you probably use on part of your lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying just go and give to the guy begging for arms. If I see you working on the street, and I see you all the time, well, I mean... Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even if I don't need to buy something, I'll call you and buy the thing and not get the change. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, the number, like, somebody can, you can tell from the way that, that God bless you, you've changed the person's, yeah. what's it called? But that's not the only thing. There are a lot of, in Ghana, our, social, our institutionalized social services don't work that well. Mm-hmm. And so there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there for you. For you to give, mm-hmm. so I mean, a lot of opportunities. Out there <laughs> I'm not giving you give. anything, Nanaya. Uncle, let's move a lot on. Of opportunities <laughs> out there for you to give. Yeah, we can talk about that, but basically, make a deliberate effort to give. To give. Yes, mm-hmm. pray about it. Ask God to open your eyes, mm-hmm. and then and sometimes you'll be surprised that people close to you who need it 
but mm-hmm. either embarrassed to ask mm-hmm. or they feel led. Because yeah. I, I, I'm the person who, like, I'm an emotional giver. Like, you come and tell me your story, yeah. then it will affect me, yeah. then I'll give it to you, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Or, like, when I look at you, especially old people, old people make me really sad. And so, like, I'll Why give... do we make you sad? <laughs> Sorry. We... No, I mean, like... <laughs> hey, we are happy. No, I mean, like, you know, old people, like, maybe you see an old man and he's, like, walking... Were you like, in the... No, I wasn't in pants. Did you ever... Because I think that was the turning point for me. There was this lady... Who showed up one evening talking about like she and her brother this old man and old man walking around talking about her brother needs like medicine to do i i full-on cried gave them my last money only you to find to out that down. yeah so it's i okay. feel like no i haven't been scammed before but i think sometime i was just sitting there and the holy spirit like i i got like a and, and like he was like telling me that i'm because i'm an emotional giver Sometimes I may give to somebody that he hasn't asked me to give to. Mm. And so I have to learn how to give by the Spirit, mm. like by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So there are some people that will come to you. They will tell you all the stories in the world. The Holy Spirit will tell you, don't give this person. Yeah, but there's some people that will come. They will tell you all the stories in the world. The Holy Spirit, don't even, or some people will not even open say, their mouth to say anything. Just to give. And you're just led to give to them. So I think that, like, I don't think... Well, if not everybody starts off from that point of like knowing that there's a difference between emotionally given and given by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But I think like slowly we can all get to that point where it's like, because definitely God is kind. He's kinder than you, to be very honest. So sometimes you may give and you think that, oh, you know, I'm generous. But it's like they haven't asked you to give. So like, relax. Yeah. Let's go. I think we should all pray about that. I like yeah. that. that she pray that our giving is spirit led not from our own not just to fuel our egos or anything else yep, yep. so we've spoken about prioritizing our spending giving then the other thing is invest so we've come to your second one you call it saving i call it investment it's a proverbs twenty one twenty. the wise store up choice food and olive oil but fools gulp the oil down fools just in quotes chop their money it's 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 critical that you put aside some money too for the rain, for a rainy day, I don't mind good at it. <laughs> it's good to invest, eh? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't invest, you're not preparing for that tomorrow. And again, we are in a society where we think more about enjoying today mm-hmm. than tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to enjoy today, but in enjoying today, you need to make sure that you've left aside some what for that mean? tomorrow. So investing is key. So when I'm paid, I do my giving, I do my investment, then the rest we can sit down. So those two are first. Mm-hmm. Right. In the interest of time, let me just can the I, other sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. So for we already know how this economy is. I'm just speaking for people who are maybe ending like seven hundred and stuff like that. <laughs> so like for somebody who's earning like maybe seven hundred Ghana cities or maybe yeah. thousand cities, and then maybe tithe is like ten percent, right? So tithe, and they are doing mm-hmm. deliberate giving. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe they will do deliberate giving twenty cities. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, That's just speculating. Yeah. Tithing, deliberate giving between no, you and God. Like, so I'm Then like, their investments. Maybe it is like 
then what would they spend? Because that that would be the question they would be asking themselves. Like, then what are we spending? Because if I'm, um, tithing and doing deliberate giving and investing, then what am I spending? And that's why, before getting to this point, we should have answered this question. If you budgeted, you'd have known how much you want to put aside and how much you want to leave to spend. Mm. Do you get the point? Mm. Look, if you're earning seven hundred CDs. You can still save, even if it's 10, 20 CDs. Mm. The saving, it does two things. It puts aside money for tomorrow. And even if it's not doing enough of that, it focuses your mind mm. on how to be disciplined. Mm. And the discipline, that mindset is just as important as the practicality of it putting aside mm. the money. Mm. And, you know, sometimes when I look back, God has blessed us. So we are more comfortable now than we were, my family, than we were when we started working 20 years ago, mm. right? But until recently, we used to get even more broke than when we were starting afresh. So it means that it's not really the amount of money you are earning. It's the mindset. Mm. If you are earning a thousand CDs and you are taking trotro, and you're okay with the trotro. And then you start earning 2,000 CDs and you go and buy a car. And the car is not yet a need, it's a want because mm. your kids go to school just on the next street and your job is just one trotro stop mm. away. You end up spending more and you can't save although you are earning more. Mm. Do you get where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah. So especially in our society, it's more of a mind thing than anything else. I know people are poor. I know people live below the poverty line. I know there are some people who are earning even less than a dollar a day, the equivalent of a dollar a day. So how do you save? I mean, hopefully those listening in here are earning more than that. So it's more of a mind game than anything else. I know of people who are earning incredible amounts of money and yet they are up to their necks mm. in debt. Yeah. Hmm. And I know people who are earning much, much less, and yet they are saving. Yeah. So it's more of a mind so than anything else. So it's just like the feeling of like, okay, I'm earning more now, so I have to upgrade my lifestyle. It's not so that's, 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 but that's, what, that's, that's what, what people tend to do doing, here. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And it may not be necessary to upgrade your lifestyle. Right. right. And we do that as individuals and as families, but it's, we also do that as a country, mm. which is why really... So let me throw this one in here. That's why we probably have more land cruisers per capita here. Mm than any other country apart from maybe Nigeria. This matter. Yeah. We don't need them and yet we buy them. Mm. You get the point? Yep. Yeah. And those are gas gasless. Mm. They suck in more fuel than you can imagine. Mm. Travel to other world capitals, countries that are many times wealthier than us. You will hardly see a single land cruiser. And people will make the argument that oh their roads are better but hey somebody who lives just five miles five kilometers from his office and he uses a tab somebody who lives at cantonese you go to his house and he has three land cruises and you are wondering sorry to swear what the heck does he need this for do you get the point yeah so so really it's a mindset thing yeah okay which is why we're supposed to be a middle-income country and yeah we have gone broke and we need to go back to the imf because we are not living in this place, please. Next step. Next step. Live simply. Live simply. 
live simply, live simply, live simply. Hmm. Separate your needs from your wants. Aduma, live simply. Aduma, you live simply. Hey, uncle. Separate your needs from your wants. Don't bother about the Joneses, what they think you're wearing, what they think you're driving, or where they think you live. Oh, you know. Please, loud up with the people. In don't worry about the Joneses or the Quartings or the Menses. <laughs> For all you know, they don't even care about you. They don't even disgust you. So you need to be careful about that. And again, this is a society that does not separate its needs from its wants. Mm. Other, otherwise, why would a young student be using the latest iPhone? Why would a couple that's about to go on retirement with all their kids out of home be almost finishing a five-bedroom house? Where are the children to fill the spaces? Right? Why would you have a one week, well, one week after the f- some a loved one has died, and then one week you are serving a full meal, <laughs> when really the the origin of that one week thing was not it was it wasn't for that. So we overspend, and like I said, if you just look at our roads and the kind of cars you see on our roads, you wonder whether we are really broke and are a poor country. Hmm. And uh, again, I was telling some guys, some people this morning that I have a friend who was helping us with our garden. And one day, he told me that he thought my car was too old. And so I should upgrade the car. And I used a nine-year-old Toyota Prado. And I asked him why I should do that. And he said it was because he looked up to me and he felt that if he looked up to me, I should have assets that were worth looking up to. And oh, he, he, he wasn't even polite. He was, he was, it was a really nice conversation. <laughs> but and he I, essentially told you, you are too much of a baller to be driving that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so please and, upgrade. Yes. And I said, really? And he said, um, this house too. What's your next one? I said, what's your next what move? Yes. And he's my good friend. He's a sweet young man. And so he said, so what's my problem? Why don't I want to upgrade? And I said, because I'm looking at functionality. Mm-hmm. And the car works. Mm-hmm. It works. It works very, 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 very well. And so I don't need to change it. He said, oh, actually, it will not be impressed too. And I told him I thought it was worth more having money and blessing others and creating wealth so that people would be better off than living lavishly to impress people yes. who don't really matter. Said, well, so we had, we had a series of conversations. Then he traveled and he's gone to Europe. Mm-hmm. And day two, day three he called me and said, Alex, Uncle Alex, I understand you now. Mm-hmm. He's in Germany and he says, I can count the number of four wheel drives I've seen on the road. Yet I can tell they are way wealthier. That's something you've told me. Yeah. And and I mean, again let me ask you family of father, mother, two kids, why would you have more than a car or two cars in the house? Really, a car is a wasting asset. The moment it drives out of the, what's it called, the garage or the factory, it's depreciating. Why would you have that? It's not earning jack. Why? I wouldn't use a house as an example because a house has to be a productive thing, so you're earning rent, etc. But for me, the things that are not earning or the things that are not useful, why have them? 
Mm. Why have okay? This one is the men's men's ter- male territory, not female territory. Man, why should you have more than you know, two, three, four, three pairs of shoes? Probably. Where, where are you going with it? <laughs> you. That's why I said this male territory. The woman you can have as many shoes. I don't want trouble. So woman, you have as many shoes as you want me. I don't want trouble. And we want our woman to look good, so we don't mind. But man, really, me, my wardrobe. If I've not worn something for more than six months, I'm giving out. it out. That's something my friend told me. We came with things. nothing. We leave with nothing. with nothing. I want to be simple and yet look nice. Period. And when you learn to remove that mental and physical clutter, life is simpler. And then you can use your money to bless others. And you can also build experiences with your loved ones. Travel and see nice things. I don't mean you should travel outside. You can do what you want. But go to a coastal where things see that. I mean, see things. Build memories, not assets that don't earn anything and that don't contribute anything to your life. So we need to separate our needs from our wants. Hmm. If you don't need, hey, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. I forget. Nothing is a little strange. She's <laughs> sweet. No, say needs and wants. Separating them. Yeah, separate them. Yeah. Okay, so, so disclaimer: me, me, I like plants. Evidently, so when, I'm, when I'm paid and I've done the giving, mm-hmm. investing, mm-hmm. and then there, I leave aside something small for to a buy plant. plants. But that's mine. That's yours. Mine is food. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, leave something small to to spoil Treat yourself. yourself yes, yeah, but yeah. but don't do the things that really don't live above your means. Because in the end, the big houses. We have big houses here. The big houses, the big cars, big funerals, everything big. And yet we are crying in our rooms because we are looking for money. And like I said, look at this country. The okay. president going, look at the number of cars in the convoy. Don't tell me about security, how many cars does he need? Some presidents in Europe ride bicycles to work. Of course, maybe we don't expect our president to ride a bicycle. But the bottom line is that we like to live beyond our means. Mm. And it's hurting us. Hmm. You don't need a hundred ministers. Right. Next thing, I'm almost done with time, right? No, um, go on. Next thing is to borrow, but only if you have to. Borrow only if you have to. And what do I mean? Borrowing is good if you use it for productive purposes. And for me, anything productive is anything that invests in people's lives or is going to end. So if you have to pay your kids' school fees and you don't have the money, it's okay to borrow. If your a loved one is ill and you have to borrow, if a loved one is ill and you have to borrow for that, hey, by all means, go and do it. But don't come and tell me that you are borrowing money to go and buy a phone or you are borrowing money to go and... I mean, I don't know. So borrow if you have to. And it's for something productive. Productive means something that will end up earning and creating more wealth or something positive for the spaces around you. Mm. Otherwise, don't borrow. So don't borrow money to buy a car. It depends. <laughs> so look, if I have to go to places, let's say work, and I'm finding it difficult to get transport or to carpool or anything. And so I need a car. And unfortunately, our transport system is such that 
a lot of times a car becomes a need and not a want, then I don't mind borrowing for that. Mm. But if you have a car already and it's working well, it's not giving me problems. And it's a Toyota Corolla. Mm. Somebody comes to tell you that Charlie, the new new car, it's a four wheel. I'm a young guy. It's worked for just like five, ten years. I think it's earning less than three thousand cities. And he says people are giving pressure to buy a four wheel. I'm thinking, Sebi. Is your head properly screwed on? Because, hey. You don't have the means. Yeah, you don't have the means. And you don't need it. We are living beyond our means. Hmm. We are not a poor country. But we just spend. Badly mismanaged country. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Then the the other point is understand what you're getting into. What do I mean by that? And at this point, I'm expanding my universe of investments to be not just financial investments like T-bills or etc. To anything that you want to get into a business or whatever, you have no business getting into something if you don't fully understand it. If somebody calls you and tells you that there's a new venture there and that if you give your money to them, they will give you 8% a month, ask them. 8% 8% a month times 12 is 96%. 812 is 96, yes, right? No, 812. 96. Good. 812, 96. 96%. So, in effect, they are borrowing from you at 96%. What are they investing in that will give them more than that 96? In Ghana, what businesses can earn you that much? I don't know. Mm. So, once they can't answer, once the answer doesn't make sense, stop. Take it a deep breath. Make a few calls to a few people you feel are informed and ask them. I remember when Men's Gold came, I, a, I know somebody who put in four million CDs into it and I told him they were doing the wrong things and he was telling me all sorts of stories. There was a day I actually called Men's Gold and asked them, so how are you generating? If I brought you money, how much would you make? They said, would give you 10% a month. I said, wow, what are you doing with the money? I said they are investing in gold. I said, mm. beautiful. Where is the gold? Where is this investment going on? They said it is in Europe. Mm. I said, so I said, what exactly are they doing in Europe? They said they are investing in, on the world gold market. I said, wow. And I told them, if I Google gold prices, gold prices globally have gone down. That year, they'd gone down by like, like 2% or so the whole year. So if they've gone by down 2% year to date and you're giving me 8 Ten percent a month times to one twenty. So okay, are you a charity? So you know what the guy told me? Mm. So hold on for my boss. Whoops. Understand what you're getting into. Mm. If it seems too good to be true, it likely is. Likely is. Mm. Everybody's buying an Uber, so you want to buy an Uber. Do you understand how it works? Do you, do you know the nature of Ghanaian drivers, that a lot of them don't speak the truth? They'll come and tell you you've earned 10 CDs. Meanwhile, maybe they made 20 CDs. Mm. You need to understand these things. If you don't understand it, don't get into it. Don't follow the crowd. Right. Then my other one is think out of a box. Be innovative. Please elaborate, because I'm trying to think of other ways to make money. And I've come up short. <laughs> Beyond Nanaya's idea to sell bread and egg. Okay. 
Many apologies for the background noises, guys. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> it's in a home. We are sorry, yes, guys. Yes. <laughs> so we say, um, be innovative and. Uh, I can't prescribe anything for you. I mean, for you to get into a business, you, you need to find out. You told me find your interest your passion, and then yes. and also then at a point monetize it. Yes, exactly. Mm. I still have those notes. Yes. Find your interest, monetize it. Find so we've had this discussion before several times. Then why are we having it again? For the public. Right. <laughs> Folks, I love Adomato bits. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Think I'll I have a friend person. called. George and when we were in high school he was our photographer mm-hmm. and George was a very good photographer but those days take the picture and then come back in a few days I think they would go and wash it or something and then they'll come back and they'll bring it to you I don't think George has evolved oh so now people can take solid pictures with their, their phones. phones people have invested in cameras that are able so that when they finish they can send you all the pictures on Google, drive. whatever drive, etc. So the people are being innovative. Or take Nokia. Nokia's one of Nokia's senior people, I think it must have been the CEO is reported to have said, we never did anything wrong. And if you are not using a Nokia, I'm not using a Nokia. She's not using a Nokia. I use I am. Yeah. yeah. But well my phone technically yeah. Yeah. stop that. <laughs> but you get the point. Yes. And yet they said they never did anything wrong. At any point in time, whatever business that you decide to invest in, your competitor is waiting to eat your lunch. Mm. He's waiting, not out of jealousy or anything, but it's a dog's world it's, out yeah. there. Everybody's trying to outperform the other person. Mm. And so you need to make sure that you're on your toes, thinking about better ways to improve services to your clients if you're running a business, better ways to do the business. Otherwise, somebody will eat your lunch and then you're done so you always need to be ready to innovate Mm. what if you're not innately creative i am not innately creative so find people who are or read a lot i mean i don't think that god allowed us to have faults to bring us down he allowed us to have faults so that he would teach us ways of overcoming those 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 weaknesses so so if you're not innately creative and you have a company and you know somebody who's creative, employ the person who's creative. Or you might have a spouse who might give you ideas. I know of a couple who've set up a wonderful hospital in Accra. I know the man is the finance person and the lady is the doctor. So it's a partnership. Mm. So you don't need to be creative to be innovative. But you need to have creative people around you to be able to let your company stay afloat. Mm. Otherwise... It's not gonna work. Mm. I think I have one more point. Uh. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, when you invest your money, look for go- governance signal. Look for the red flags. If you've invested your money with a company, and the owner of the company comes on and says that he has two hundred pairs of shoes, I think it happened with one of these defunct finance houses. Two hundred pairs of shoes. He owes your money is there. <laughs> Make no mistake. I'm not saying you can't own two hundred pairs of shoes. Mm. But if my money is with an institution and the owner is on there saying he has two hundred pairs of shoes, I'm gonna start asking myself serious questions. questions. Why would he do that? Or the company is a local company that's just a year old and they have two hundred branches. Mm. 
That's a red flag. Yes. That's the place that recently opened and has like so many uh, branches. They sell chicken and pizza, but I don't want to mention oh, any honey. names. Well, me, well, it, well, well, me. That was a red flag. Well, it, I don't, I don't know, but for a financial institution, it is a red flag because it means that they are probably using your deposits to do that. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't know about chicken and egg, and, <laughs> but I know about financial institutions. Mm-hmm. The well-managed old ones don't have that many branches. So what on earth are you doing different? Unless you have loads of cap- oodles of capital to do that. But capital is scarce. Mm. So I'm just saying that watch for the little things that don't add up for you. Mm. And once they don't add up, probe. because it's, Yes, because it's very possible that something is going wrong mm. somewhere. And then the... I think that's about it. The last thing is to monitor. So once you invest, make sure that you're asking questions, monitor it, etc. I think that if you're... So just a quick summary. Money is good. It's mentioned many times in the Bible. It's good to create wealth. And when you create the wealth, give it out. Mm. Now, what are the principles of... What are the pathways to making money? The first is to have a goal and a plan. The second is to budget. The third is to prioritize your spending. And I'm noting that giving is the core thing. Mm. Fourth is to invest, invest, invest. Fifth is to live simply, separate your needs from your wants. Then borrow only if you have to. Then understand what you're getting into. Then think out of the box, be innovative, and look for the governance signals, and then monitor. Mm. Let me just quickly conclude. Best time to plant a tree was about 20, 25 years ago, because trees have need time mm. to grow. When is the next best time to plant a tree? No. Why? Because if you want the tree to grow in year's time, you should plant mm. it now. Great. Good answer. When is the next best time to plant a tree? Now. now. So if you haven't done any of these things <laughs> that we've spoken about today, it's not too late. It's Start not now. Late. The end. <laughs> Aduma, it's not too late to start today. Prioritize your spending. <laughs> no, no, you yeah, just leave me alone. I have a question. Somebody said something about so you know what I said earlier about um wanting to be financially independent. So I'm start. I want to build the habits now. Da da da. All of that. And someone was giving me the was making a point that um I don't even get their point till date. But they were saying how now like okay, let me say, let me use me now. I'm under my parents' roof. I don't pay for electricity. I have food to eat, all of that. And I'm not making much money, right? So the little that I'm saving now really won't amount to much because even currently, because of the rate of the dollar, when you when you convert it, I'm really not making that much. So I'm not saving that much at all. Mm. And in the grand scheme of things, it's insignificant. Mm. So now is the time to be able to like spend my money mm. when I while, while I don't needed for anything substantial as opposed to when i get there and i actually have to me it didn't either because then i was even if fine i'm saving just 10 cds it's 10 cds more that i wouldn't have if i had spent right right and little drops of water make a mighty ocean a big one so Mm -hmm. yeah what what do you think because i mean to an extent i got their points because then they, they said they weren't saying that like blow all your money now but like why punish yourself when you can, I mean, it, and maybe in a few years' time, you have to pay your kids' school fees. You wouldn't have, like, as much 
time to spend on yourself not time like liberty you don't have as much like financial liberty to you know afford yourself the things that you can now while you have like loose change in quotes around i don't agree with them because if you keep on investing your loose change your life in five ten years time will be way better than theirs so that's it and so but a bit of perspective where i where i would i wouldn't say agree but where i would see their point is don't suffer simply because you're saving for tomorrow mm. because unfortunately there might be no tomorrow Yes. so don't no, suffer <laughs> don't suffer that's why we talked about having a budget and that's why i talked about buying plants because but have the discipline to give to invest and then you can leave something for yourself so i'm not saying you should suffer and by no means don't suffer i mean is it some which of them some is it 91 verse 12 or 90 verse teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to every Nanaya, day is important which verse is it? Nanaya. It's either 91 12 or Nanaya. Nanaya, walking bible you can't don't worry no. Nanaya. Wow. i don't know but the point i'm raising is the point i'm raising is enjoy your life now, i remember there was a day i was ill and i had to have emergency surgery when i came to i was in 37, one of their best words. Please look very nice. So I asked Irene, eh, why did you put me in this word? Can we pay? Or in the end, my employer took care of it. But she said something that I haven't forgotten. She said, if it had been your car, you would have tried to take it to the best mechanic mm. possible. So this is you. I mean, let's give you the best care. So don't scrimp and save so that you are not okay. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. Take care of yourself well. But don't also overspend. Mm. So if you have the chance to travel and go and see a friend in the US or wherever who's getting married and you feel you want to go, go. But don't buy a business class ticket simply because um, you have to stay. No. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. I mean, you could if you want to, but I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that mm. until I think that can still pay all my kids school fees i've still put aside my money so that one day when i'm not there my family will be comfortable mm-hmm. then you can afford to do those things i think that may have been what they were trying to say mm-hmm. so yeah I get, and then i think my my last question was um i don't know if you've already answered it but like tips to invest or make like because i remember vividly like in one of the investment meetings i had with you when you were saying the whole monetize your interest things and and you said different ways to make money is a question i'm asking saving investing is there any other way well i mean saving investing so let's just just look at the different channels for making money in ghana there are different ways of making money you could set up a business Hmm. you could buy shares you could buy treasury bills and bonds you could buy fixed deposits from banks you could get into property yeah there's a lot more but i'll think of these five five. things Mm. and so yes you could choose a combination of these five typically when you're young you don't have that kind of financial wherewithal to say buy invest in property directly Mm. but you can look around for like i said financial investments t-bills bonds etc especially now that the city is not doing well and interest rates are high. Mm. It's not 
the best move to buy a unit trust or a mutual fund that is long-term? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, right. I'm hoping so, my investment bank knows this stuff and is doing the right thing. Because I'm just going to put the bank, money they in. They know what they're doing. Okay. But let me give you an example. Inflation is the highest it's been in over 20 years. Inflation is the rate wow. at which prices go up, right? Yeah. It's currently about 32% inflation. Crazy. Most, a lot of the funds that you've probably invested in, because typically long-term interest rates tend to be higher than short-term rates, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you need to be compensated more to put your money aside for a longer period of right. time. Right. Does okay. that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Most of the funds have locked your money in long-term. Mm. And those long-term rates are around 18, 19 percent. Mm -hmm. okay. But because inflation is so high, the central bank has had to raise interest rates to encourage people to mm. bring their money to them. So short-term rates oh. are around 26, 27 percent. Oh, right. When your money is locked in long-term, around 18 percent. Ah. So in times like this, it's better to invest short-term than long-term. That's mm. all I'm saying. Okay. Again, I hope my, my bank knows that. I'm sure they do. Same. <laughs> Is it, is it, I think it's the same. I'm sure they do. I hope for you it's the same. <laughs> I'm the sure same they do. <laughs> okay, that's why these are all my questions. Oh, I have a question. Well, well, I, I don't know if it's a question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, so I personally don't like like easy access to money, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't. Sometimes, if it. I have money on me, sometimes I would spend on things that, like, maybe I've seen it and I feel like I need it. And then I'll buy it, right? So I don't like easy access to money. So, like, I don't have eight, an ATM card. I make getting money difficult, so I don't very difficult so that I don't have to spend the money. Do you think that's a wise way of yes. saving? Yes, it's wise. But then other people ask me... Like, it's wise to limit your happens, access to money. Is that what, what you happens say? like in emergency situations? Yeah, so you should always have something aside for an emergency. The last thing you want is to be so wise or so clever that you've put aside money, you've restricted your access to your own money, and then there's an emergency, mm -hmm. and then you can't find access to it. Mm -hmm. There's something that we should make clear. Money in itself is not the end. Mm -hmm. It's the means to, to an, an end. end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... We go so far to the other side of trying to be disciplined that we treat money like it's everything. Mm. It's not. Mm. So if you've saved enough, you're broke, you need money, go, get into your savings and use it. Make sure you spend your money well enough that you stay alive to use the returns that it will get tomorrow. So I find a balance. It. I needed that because I'm the kind of person that because I want to be able to be financially independent and not like waste money i don't care how much i am suffering i don't uh, care I how broke I, I am i, I will you. not touch my money like i will not touch it then, but like god forbid what if you are not there tomorrow to spend the and what money? if what if the money the money is even invested in a place that collapses oh my gosh oh so you just yeah. suffered for yes, free for nothing so find a balance. Yes, Nanaya, please go out and buy yourself some pizza. It's okay. No, no, I can make pizza now, so I don't go out. Sure. I should go out and get some facials and like a massage and like a spa day. I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any final much. words? Yeah, or you've already I'm given me your final words? Final words are, it's good that you're, you're doing this because it's good to share 
knowledge about how to create wealth. Mm. But then ultimately in creating the wealth, we should remember why we are creating the wealth. Mm. We are not creating the wealth so that people will look at us, us and say, wow, this guy has money. Mm. That's not the point. We are creating the wealth so that we will use the money to change the spaces and the people around us mm. for the greater good and for God, period. Yeah, here we go. And the interesting thing is that the more you do that, the more the money comes to you. I'm so inspired, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it's clear why he's my favorite actor, <laughs> guys. It's been a really, really good eye-opener for me. Yeah. I've learned that I do not have to suffer. No, don't. I have been suffering for a very long time. <laughs> so now, please, if you see okay, me... I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know. If you see me, please... At Bondi and like, just know that I'm living my best life. Yes, no, not so far. But yeah, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. It's a pleasure. Okay. Thank you for the honor too. I'm grateful. Yes, we... I hope we've all learned something because I definitely have learned something. A thing or two, and this was worth the wait. He gave ten tips. Um, I said a thing or two. That's no, so that's what I'm saying. That if he gave ten whole tips. If someone hasn't learned at least one thing, then there's not much we can do to help them. <laughs> anyway, bye, guys. Bye.